Heavenly Father, I would pray that thy spirit might attend as I record this show, that those who will hear either today or in the coming months and years will be pricked in their hearts and touched and feel thy Holy Spirit witness to the divinity of the Savior, Jesus Christ, to his mission, to his cause, and to the understanding that there is one, one faith and one baptism that leads to eternal life. And I would pray that those who hear might be motivated to act on what they hear, to dig deeper, to search, and to look for the answers to their own private questions. I would pray, Father, that thy spirit might attend as I sing this beautiful song, Be Still My Soul, that the message contained therein will bring peace and solace to those who hear. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. still my soul the Lord is on thy side with patience bear thy cross of grief or pain be to thy God to order and provide in every change he faithful will remain be still my soul thy best thy heavenly friend to a joyful end Be still my soul that God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past thy hope thy confidence let nothing shake all now mysterious shall be bright at last still my soul the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below
still my soul. The hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord. When disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, so Love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past. All safe and blessed we A reading from the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 26 through 30. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far, and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth, and behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. None shall be weary nor stumble among them. None shall slumber nor sleep. Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loosed, nor the latchet of their shoes be broken, whose arrows are sharp and all their bows bent. Their horses' hoofs shall be counted like flint and their wheels like a whirlwind. Their roaring shall be like a lion. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry it away safe, and none shall deliver it. And in that day they shall roar against them, like the roaring of the sea. And if one look unto the land, behold, darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened in the heavens thereof. Kind of sobering stuff. Good old Isaiah saw our day and prophesied about our day. I've often thought that those verses were depicting uh, modern military, airplanes, cars, jets. They didn't have those back in Isaiah's day. But he saw us, and he saw of our doings and our ways, and how there was an ensign that was raised up that went up against all of this stuff, all of these weapons of war, and uh, schooled them in the ways of the Lord. And what would that look like? You know, that's a good question to ask. What would that look like with this remnant of the Lord, this ensign raised up to, to deal with those who would enslave? What would that look like? Would that look like a homemaker kicking people's trash, using godly powers to school them in the ways of Heavenly Father's Wars, would it look like that? Maybe, maybe. I wrote a dissertation back in 2007 
dissertation on motherhood to send out to anybody who is interested. And, and lots of people have been interested in my dissertation over the years. But this dissertation was me kind of drawing a line in the sand saying, hey, this is what I believe. This is what I know. And uh, because I've written this dissertation and I'm prepared to defend it to the death on the Internet and in other places, I awarded myself a Ph.D. in motherhood. So you can call me Dr. Mom, Dr. Jenny. <laughs> a lot of people think I'm crazy anyway, so I don't, I don't mind having this as additional evidence for my so-called insanity. I would like to share with you the thesis of my dissertation because it's been kind of the rock that I've built the foundation of my life on ever since 2007, which was a very interesting life, uh, year of life in, in for this homemaker. It was a very interesting year. But here's my thesis. The new millennium finds the modern woman at a crossroads. Will we continue on this path of destruction forged by medical science, or will we claim our sovereignty as women and restore, retain the divine feminine and claim our freedoms of self-determination? So that's the statement, the thesis of my dissertation. I put a link to it in the call-in show page, so you can click over and read the whole thing. It's quite lengthy. I think it was 10,000 words uh, back in the day, and I haven't changed it, so... The next part of the dissertation, oh, actually, I wrote this in 2000. No, I did write it in 2007. It's hard to remember. I'm getting older. So I put a note before I actually wrote the dissertation. The note is, since there is no criteria, university curriculum certificate, or acknowledged academic cap and gown that could be used to designate myself as a doctor in the philosophy of motherhood, I went out and bought myself a new apron and offer the words of this dissertation combined with the pictures of my family as evidence and proof of my credentials as a PhD MH motherhood. Some people have asked me if the MH was mental health. Yeah, that, that works too. But I am a PhD in motherhood. I'm a mother in the hood of life. So in various feminist circles and forums, when women were talking about women's studies and sharing their views, which for many feminists, their views have been shaped, whether knowingly or unknowingly, by Marxism, which I believe is inherently anti-feminine, anti-family, and thus anti-women, as these other ladies have shared their dissertations on what it means to be a woman and their women's studies programs, writing their women's studies PhDs, quite often I would throw out the fact that I too had a PhD and would love to share my dissertation with them if they would share with me the Marxist swill that they wrote for their dis dissertations. And let's, let's come to a meeting of the minds. Let's not one person in all of these forums has been willing to share with me openly the dissertation they wrote to get their PhD. In fact, to a person, these women have all tucked tail and ran when I asked to see their scholarly work. 
Now, I have put out my dissertation for all these years publicly on my blog. It's available for purchase on my Amazon account as a book, on a, as a Kindle book. Uh, it's been deconstructed in various forums by various people over the years. Most of the time, most of the time, the people who read it said that they laughed out loud so hard they had tea or milk spurting out their noses because of what I said in this dissertation. So I'll read the next part so you can get the joke. We mothers have to know what we are about. Since the world, especially the education establishment, largely holds the daily work we do in contempt, we need to stake our claim and stand tall, confident and clear on what our efforts mean, not just to us and our families, but to society as a whole. For anyone who is thinking about becoming a parent, please carefully consider the words that follow. If you count up the hours spent reading, practical skills mastered and recognize the contribution to society, the amazing gift of yet another gently birthed, nurtured and nourished child to be enjoyed by all who come in contact with him or her and decide you too deserve to receive the coveted PhD MH, go ahead, start putting those little letters after your name and welcome to the motherhood branch of academia. Get a new apron, have your husband get you pregnant, throw out all of your high-heeled shoes, and happily welcome another blessed child into your home. We have a certain stereotype to proudly thrust in the faces of all who judge us. It is barefoot and pregnant. I can think a few blessed states to be in than barefoot and expecting another blessed child into our home. So I happily project this supposedly derogatory cliche of motherhood and combined with the PhD MH letters after my name, will gladly defend this dissertation in any forum at any time. Who said only the hollowed halls of academia and the ivory towers of the Ivy League have the right to bestow advanced degrees upon the heads of individual men and women? What do those little letters mean? To me, the designation PhD MH is a very, quote, tongue-in-cheek, unquote, attempt to quanti quantify and validate the work we are accomplishing in our own homes. If reading this introduction to my dissertation has given you a laugh and helped you to gain some perspective on the value of this important work, then I have accomplished my goal. Jenny Marie Hatch, PhD, MH. That name does look official, doesn't it? Kind of makes you think I know something. Well, I do know something. I know how to make a healthy baby. And that is the intro to my dissertation. Again, you can click over on the link to my blog at healthyfamilies.life, where you will see my dissertation pinned right to the front of my blog for you to read at your leisure. Now, why would I share this in a podcast where I sang the song, Be Still My Soul, and I read this rather intense passage from Isaiah talking about the ensign that would be raised up and deal with the enemies of freedom and these ensigns who have stood up neither sleep nor slumber, but they are engaged in never-ending war with the enemies of the family and the enemies of freedom. Why would I share that? Well, it's because we're in a war. We are. We're in a culture war. We're in a 
war for the hearts and minds of the people in America, the people all over the world? Are the people going to have the right, the rights of self-determination, or do they have to bow down to the elites? They call themselves elites, the elites in Davos who would presume to claim authority all of, over all of us. That is the question of the moment. And honestly, it's been the question I've had since I first read the UN United Nations Declaration on the Rights of the Child. I read that document that was created back in the day with horror because it was evidence to me that the elites thought of the children of this world as belonging to them to do with whatever they wanted. And it was that day that I determined that the United Nations was my enemy and I was going to do everything I could to push back against them and their goals for humanity. And so to that end, whenever I would go to a rally or a demonstration, I would stand on a desecrated United Nations flag to protest against this evil, destructive force in our world. At the 2008 Democratic National Convention in Denver, I went down to the rally that was organized by patriots in support of our military. And I stood for a couple of hours on my desecrated United Nations flag. And I think every journalist from all over the world stopped by to take a picture of my feet. <laughs> Videographers, still photographers, a little Asian dude came over and he was a journalist and he just busted out laughing at my attempt to share how I felt about the United Nations, but he took a photo. And over the next days and weeks afterwards, I went looking for all these photos of my feet standing on the United Nations flag to see if anybody had reported or shared. There was one local, I think it was Nine News, shared in a, in a slideshow on their website, the picture of my feet on the UN flag. And then the People's Press Collective also shared a photo. But none of the, none of the rest of the mainstream press showed my feet. And I thought that was really interesting that they, they censored that when so many people have loved sharing images and videos of American citizens and others standing on and desecrating the United States flag, which is the symbol of our beloved Republic. That's okay to make it into the news. That's okay to, to share with everybody, even school children and trying to attempt to teach them that the United States is an evil entity, but no, Jenny Hatch, you cannot stand on the most reverenced and beloved flag of the world elites and have that depicted in the media they know who they bow down to the media overlords the editors and the reporters know who their masters are and so that image was not shared widely and it made me chuckle because if i had been standing on a united states flag i think it probably would have been everywhere so it's important to know who you're not allowed to criticize because in, therein you will find the truth of who has control over you. And so 
From that day to this, I felt very passionate about outing the agendas of the elites and shining light on what their goals are. And they're doing it. They're absolutely doing it. And the question is, are we the people, and I'm not just talking about Americans, but we the people, the Canadian truckers, the Dutch farmers, we the people going to be able to call the shots, pun intended, towards the COVID shot, call the shots on our own lives? That's the question. And I like to think that we have the will and the tools at our disposal to uh, to win this war. I like to think that. I, I actually do believe that. I believe it with all my soul. People want to be free. And there's more of us than there are of them. On many different places around the internet, they're being outed like never before with the Great Awakening. And it's exciting. It's a very exciting time. And so I would like to challenge you to do more research on the Great Reset, what their goals are for all of us. And we are participating in what we've termed a Great Resist, mostly by people refusing to get vaccinated, but there are many, many ways that you can resist. I think the most powerful ways to resist are to fall in love, get married, give birth to your children at home, don't give them drugs and vaccines, grow your own food, cook your own food, go to church every week and teach your children about freedom. I believe that is the best way for everyone to resist. And my work online for these past 30 years has been to educate families on how to wean from the governmental systems tied to medicine and education and live a sovereign life. And that's what my dissertation is about. So I'd like to leave you with my testimony. I testify in the name of Jesus Christ that we are all free and sovereign individuals and that when Jesus Christ presented his plan in heaven before the earth was even created, his goal was to make certain that we had individual rights, individual liberty, and sovereignty. That was the plan. And when Satan introduced his plan for humanity, it was one of enslavement. He wanted us all to be pressured and bullied and compelled and forced to live a perfect life. And he would ensure that every single one of us made it back home to heaven and give all the glory to him for coming up with this brilliant plan. And Jesus said, I also have a plan. My plan is to let all of humanity go down to the earth, make their choices on how they will live, understanding that many of them will make wrong choices, have tremendous episodes of failure and loss and sickness, disease and sin, and we will provide a savior for them to atone for their sins so that if they choose to repent, 
there is a way that they can come back to heaven, but they have to have the individual liberty in order to make those choices. So we all know that Heavenly Father chose Jesus Christ's plan for humanity on this earth. If he had not chosen Jesus's plan and he had chosen to allow Lucifer to set up his plan on the earth, Heavenly Father would have ceased to be God because there are eternal laws that kick in when new planets are being formed. Heavenly Father kicked one-third of the hosts of heaven, Satan and all of his followers, billions and billions of spirits. Out of heaven, they came down to the earth in spirit form and have been here for the past 6,000 years, tormenting, tempting, and messing with humanity as we have all lived out these years and our days. And Jesus Christ showed up in the meridian of time in corporeal form, in the form of a little baby. He grew up. He taught the people. He atoned for every single one of us. And then he was murdered. And his spirit, his work, his atonement covers all of it. All of the sin. All of the distress. It covers all of it. And all we have to do as individuals is reach out to him for the help that we all need to get back to our Heavenly Father. That is my witness and my testimony. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.